Now today's top federal headlines. The White House lays out an extensive explanation for why it will veto the Senate's version of the 2017 National Defense Authorization Act. Among the issues, it says it does not support the changes to military health care and acquisition policy and personnel, and also the personnel caps on the National Security Council the bill calls for. Last month, the White House said it would also veto the House's version because of the way that bill uses war funds to pay for base budget programs. A White House advisory council says research and development for national security-related technology is in need of an upgrade. The National Science and Technology Council's Committee on Homeland and National Security releases a report saying national security R&D is stuck in the previous century and will have to adapt to new changing threats. The Navy names a new leader to head its Cyber Command. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has the details. Michael Gilday's nomination is still subject to Senate confirmation, but assuming the Senate gives the go-ahead, he will replace Vice Admiral Jan Tai as the commander of the Navy's Fleet Cyber Command. Tai already has a new job waiting. The Senate has already confirmed her as the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare, a post she'll take as soon as she's relieved by Gilday. Tai, in turn, will replace Vice Admiral Ted Branch, who served in the job formerly called Chief of Information Dominance since 2013. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. The IRS web app that lets users get electronic access to past tax returns is back online a year after a major breach forced the agency to disable it. GetTranscript now has a new two-factor authentication process for all new and returning users. IRS Commissioner John Koskinen says it will take longer to use, but it's worth it. Hackers stole personal information from taxpayers and used it to get inside IRS systems last year. Roughly 334,000 people were affected. Federal CIOs continue to struggle with recognizing their risky projects. Jason Miller tells us more in the IT report. Federal chief information officers are improving how they measure the risk of their technology projects. But the Government Accountability Office says there's still a long way to go. GAO's recent report finds of the 17 agencies it reviewed all incorporated at least two of OMB's factors in their risk ratings process. GAO says nine agencies used all of OMB's metrics. But GAO also says agencies interpreted the factors differently, causing inconsistencies in the ratings. GAO's own assessments of the agency's IT project showed more risk than what the CIOs determined. I'm Jason Miller. Total federal contract spending declined for the sixth consecutive year, but Bloomberg government analysts say it should increase in 2016. It releases its BGov 200 study, which ranks the top federal contractors and provides overall analysis of the industry. Among the top three, only Lockheed Martin saw an increase in total contract dollars. One of the biggest gains was made by the Harris Corporation, who moved up 15 spots. Three supervisors with U.S. Fish and Wildlife received punishments for whistleblower retaliation. The Office of Special Counsel says a maintenance worker at a wildlife refuge in Oklahoma was fired for reporting that his supervisor used government-owned sandbags to fortify his own house against flooding. The three all received suspensions without pay. Congress isn't done with the Veterans Affairs Department. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Republican Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers plans to introduce a bill to convert the Veterans Health Administration into a federally chartered nonprofit corporation. It would be dubbed an accountable care organization. That term is used by Health and Human Services to designate networks of Medicare providers paid for outcomes, not fee-for-service. Rogers' bill would put Medicare and TRICARE payments ahead of those from VA for non-service-related illnesses. I'm Tom Temin. And a search begins for a new chief privacy officer for the Merit Systems Protection Board. MSPB says it's looking for someone who can craft and implement privacy programs while also directing its information services team. A notice on USA Jobs says the agency will accept applications through June 15th. For these stories and more, go to federalnewsradio.com or follow at FedNewsUpdates on Twitter.
I'm Eric White.